friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 12, Sasha talks about the importance of keeping promises to yourself and finishing the things that you start. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. Thanks for joining in. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. I'm super excited that you've joined today. I'm going to be talking about a topic that is pertinent to the start of the new year. And so if you're listening, even if you're listening in the middle of the summer, it will still resonate because I'm going to be talking about how to set a resolution and how to finish something that you started. And I also want to share that my book, my first book, I'm so excited, Between Grit and Grace is coming out in February. And you can buy it right now. You can pre-order on Amazon if you want or on Barnes and Noble. But what I'm going to do is at the beginning, just for a minute or two of each of my podcasts, I'm going to be sharing with you a free little excerpt and some teaching from the book. I just thought that if you haven't read the book or you haven't ordered the book, maybe you're wondering if it's for you. I want to just encourage you and share a little teaching and to encourage you to tell other women, maybe to tune into the podcast, to hear a little bit about Between Grit and Grace. So we are constantly as women in the workforce encountering countless conflicting messages. You know, we're being told be more of a leader, but don't be too assertive, be more cooperative, but don't be so indecisive. You need to be more serious, but don't be so demanding. And oftentimes it really influences our ability to succeed. And when we think about climbing the next ring of the ladder, or we think about maybe moving into a space that interests us, we just get exhausted because we think, gosh, I can't even do the job I'm doing now without hearing all these conflicting messages and without trying to watch or I walk, excuse me, a tightrope of who I really want to be, but who I have to be and all the judgment and it wears us down. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is how to gain the courage to really understand when you're on that tightrope and how to get off of the tightrope and the freedom that lies when you recognize and you realize that you are receiving either social or leadership backlash due to the way that you act in the workplace. That's just a little snippet of the book. And I hope that you will join me in a book club that I'm launching on Between Grit and Grace. It's going to be launched right when the book comes out in February. And if you want to get more information, please go to my website, becomebraveenough.com. You can sign up. It's free to be on the book uh, club. And we're going to have a great discussion every week about a different chapter. And I just hope you join us. I think it's going to be super fun and super interesting. And also we're going to have some reflective time for growth. So it's the beginning of the new year. And As often we do, especially when we are high achievers or we're people who really are always constantly trying to better ourselves, which most of you, if you're listening to a podcast about self-help, you probably do. You probably want to better yourself. So I would assume that if you're listening, you need some encouragement or maybe you're burned out or you're trying to find something more. So just the fact that you're here, it's probably very applicable what I'm going to talk about today. I know for myself, I have a journal always beside my bed that is just a blank notebook. And I, I've had this for years and years and years, and I love to write. And as you know, I've talked about it before, the more I burned out, the less I wrote. And I even notice it now when I'm having 
a super busy month of maybe traveling and speaking and working clinically and just busy with kids and with life and with family and friends, I oftentimes will, you know, the first things that goes is my hour of power or my self, you know, health. And for me, writing is just crucial. It's like breathing for me. Even if I just write a sentence, okay, I'm not sitting down and writing a novel every day. Even if I just sit down and write a sentence or two or my thoughts or something that I bullet journal, it just makes me feel okay. It's like a, it's very cathartic for me. And for years, every January 1st, I would sit down, I would try to find that time to sit with myself for a few minutes. And I would make a list of all the things that I wanted to improve. And what I always do is I always have four boxes. You know, what do I want to improve professionally? I want to, you know, achieve these five things or these three things, or I'm going to do these three things. What am I going to achieve spiritually? I'm going to, you know, read, um, my Bible, I'm a, a very strong Christian and I have a strong faith. I'm going to read the, this much of the Bible or, you know, I would always make these lists spiritually what I wanted to achieve. Maybe it was that I was going to meditate for 10 minutes a day or whatever. Physically, what was I going to achieve this layer? Well, I was, I want to be able to deadlift this, or I want to be able to go to the gym three times or four times a week and lift, or I'm going to try to run a 10 minute mile or whatever I would list, um, physically. And then Also, I would always write down, you know, in my family, like, what do I want to achieve in my family? Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe I want to really organize this for the kids. Maybe I want to get on top of whatever this is, or I want to go on this many dates twice a month with my husband. I want to go on a date night. And it was always a list of things I needed to do and a list of things I needed to start. And A couple years ago, I was reflecting on this list and I thought, you know, I have this kind of pit in my stomach because as I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking already, what are you not going to accomplish this year? What am I going to fail? Like, what's the most likely thing that's not going to happen? So last year, and I talked about this in, in a podcast, I actually flipped the switch. I made a list last year in 2019 of all of the things I wanted to finish. And I made the list and it totally, completely changed the way I looked at the goals for the year. Because now I just, I just made a list of all the things I wanted to finish and finishing something to me is so extremely healthy. And the reason finishing goals, even if they're small, is so healthy to us in our personal life is because it's about keeping a promise to ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a promise keeper. If I tell somebody I'm going to show up, I show up. If I tell somebody I'm going to pray for them, I stop right away in my mind and pray for that person. I am a finisher. I like keeping promises to other people. And I will, you know, if I say I'm going to, I'll do this, I'll write this part of the publication. I will write that part of the publication. I don't, I I typically don't drop the ball and not show up when it comes to making promises to other people or my family or my close friends. I really try hard. Now, sometimes I forget we're all humans or I make a mistake or I double book myself or I just space something off. But for the most part, it really bothers me if I ever don't follow through with a promise to everyone, but Sasha. And this is a really hard thing because 
I think that New Year's resolutions we make to ourselves. We're we're calling ourselves to keep a promise. But if we reframe our New Year's resolutions and we really think about finishing, what do we want to finish this year? That's a whole other ballgame. And what that does is it creates all these opportunities for you to keep promises to yourself. So as I look at back at 2019, I'm like, wow. I kept a lot of promises to myself this year because I listed all of the things I was going to finish. Now you're probably thinking, well, what did you list? Like what were some of the things? So I pulled out my 2019 journal and I'm just going to read you some of the things. One of the things I really wanted to finish was the book between grit and grace. I really, really wanted to finish this book. And you know what? I did. I finished the book. And so even now when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of all, I could be thinking of all the things I really should be doing in 2020 and all of the ways I can better myself, but I'm just feeling really good right now knowing that I finished that. It's a huge, huge thing that I finished. Another thing that I wanted to finish was I wanted to reorganize and clean my closet and my pantry. Okay. That sounds very superficial, (laughs) but I have, there's six people that live in this home and there are teenagers and there are, is a lot of testosterone and there is very little time for me to be in this house and organize or clean anything. And the two areas that I really, really wanted to clean uh, and organize were my pantry and my closet. And I hired someone and we did it. And it took along, you know, it, it took a while. I had to spend probably two, three hour sessions with her, um, which doesn't sound like a lot over the course of a year. And it wasn't something I achieved last January. It took till the fall or the summer to do it, but I got it done. I got it done y'all. And I feel so good. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I finished that. Another thing that I really wanted to finish, um, was a manuscript that I have been mulling over and mulling over and mulling over. Now, let me tell you what happened because I, I want to lead in to the next saga with this. I didn't publish the manuscript. I quit the manuscript, but to me, it was a way to finish. So I want to talk about that because we have to get real with some of our projects. Okay. And we have to get real with a lot of things that are holding over our head. For example, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a relationship that is toxic to you and you're holding on to it or friendship or something in your life or something that you keep telling this person you're going to do with them or do for them. But in your heart, you don't want to do it. And you know, you don't want to do it and it's not healthy or it just, It's just not something you want to do. But what do we do? We say, oh yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Or we got to do that because we're not a quitter, right? So I'm using this manuscript as an example. Now I've spent years on this project and I wrote the manuscript and I felt like I could not give up. No matter how often it was rejected, no matter how often it was hurt, um, hurtful, hurtful to me in different ways, I just felt like I couldn't give it up. And I had to get really real with myself because finishing doesn't always mean taking a project through to completion to the end. Finishing means getting real with the feasibility of it. And the reality was I knew the only way that I could finish this project was to pour hundreds of hours into it that would yield very little results. And I would have to scrap it and start from new. And I knew that the only thing that was preventing me from doing that was my own selfish pride and the feeling that I didn't want to be a quitter. 
So I finished that by moving it off my plate by quitting. Now I didn't announce to everybody. It was, it was funny. It was just between me. It was like an internal battle of will, but I, but I think sometimes that, you know, it was a manuscript for me before it's been relationships for me with people that I knew I had to end and I didn't know how to end it. Or I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off. Or maybe it's a talk that you need to have, or maybe it's something you're addicted to and that you need to face head on and get help for whatever it is. That's a way to finish it is to get it off your plate. But first you have to come to, you know, have a reality check with yourself on the feasibility of completing the project or the feasibility of letting it go. That took a while for me. It took a while for me to really wrestle with the fact that I was going to give up on this. I think I've published close to 50 manuscripts and I've never not finished one, maybe one other one or two others. So this is a very unusual thing for me. And I've never finished one that I've spent hours, literally years working on and said, it's done. I can't do it anymore. I've never done that, but I had to do that with this project because it was just time and it was really hard for me, but you know what? I finished it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving on. I laid it down. That was not easy. Not easy to admit to all of you. Not easy to admit to myself, but I did it. So I think sometimes when we think of finishing projects, we think of like, you know, finishing them in a way that of how we started. Now, typically you have to understand our lives are changing year to year. What we don't want to do is we don't want to make promises to ourselves and not keep them. So I had to tell myself, I'm keeping a promise to myself of finishing this. And by finishing it, I'm letting it go. And so I want to encourage you. Okay. So how do we do this? How do we make this list of finishing? Well, I think first you have to convince yourself of the value of keeping a promise to you. Because when we keep a promise to ourselves, we show up for ourselves. We follow through. Okay, now I'm just going to think about, I'm just going to use the word or the example of a diet because I don't know anyone that hasn't ever tried to eat healthier. I literally don't. Um, Let's say you tell yourself, you know what? The three o'clock chocolate fix has to go. I'm not going to eat sweets anymore at three o'clock. If you're like me, I don't know if you're like me, but at three o'clock, I swear to God, there's like a trigger that goes (laughs) off in my mind that literally says you need a piece of dark chocolate every day. I'm like, I've scrounged for it. I look for it. Sometimes I just go and get a cup of coffee just so I can smell the dark chocolate at the coffee place because that will give me like a hit. I may be addicted to dark chocolate. I'm probably am, but I know that it's not always good for me. So I really try hard to skip the three o'clock chocolate fix. But the days that I tell myself, okay, I'm not going to eat chocolate today at three o'clock. And then I find myself doing exactly that. I feel miserable. I feel totally miserable. Now, the more times that I tell myself, you're not going to eat chocolate and I keep a promise to myself, it becomes easier the next time not to eat it. So it's like a constant feedback loop of positivity when you keep promises to yourself. And there's actually like a whole psychology about this. It's called the what the hell phenomenon. And what it means is like when people abstain from a negative behavior, they are by keeping a promise to themselves. Um, it builds their confidence and makes it actually easier the next time they're tempted to go, mm, nope, I'm, that actually doesn't interest me. It down regulates your dopamine receptors in your brain that trigger to, to want whatever this negative thing is. But the problem is that when you actually give in, you, you actually overindulge. So even if you say, I'm not going to eat that piece of chocolate 
you can say, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. And then you finally say, oh, you know what? I'm just going to eat it. Then you, this whole, what the hell phenomenon happens. And I'm quoting from science. (laughs) It basically says, well, I've eaten one piece of chocolate. I might as well eat 20. And this is how addiction works. Okay. This is like a very basic um, premise of addiction. And so when you keep promises to yourself, it actually uh, armors you that the next time the temptation comes around, you're less likely to fall into this trap. So for me, finishing things and making a list at the beginning of the year of the things I'm going to finish is extremely self-confidence building at the end of the year. Instead of looking forward to the next year going, what all do I need to do? Because I'm just a loser. I got to get in shape. I got to get my spirituality back on track. I got to achieve this. I got to achieve that. Instead of all this pressure, I look back and go, what did I finish? Oh my goodness. I wrote, I was going to finish these five things and I finished three of them. I'm amazing. I did it. And it's extremely confidence building. And then when I go to make my list of things I want to finish for the next year, I have more realistic um, lists and more realistic goals. And guess what? I'm probably going to finish them. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think of things that are hanging over your head. Maybe these are people, maybe these are projects, maybe these are things that are, that you finished halfway and anything that is halfway done is something that is allowing you to feel like you are not really keeping a promise to yourself because you're not finishing it. When you finish that, even if it's moving it off your plate, Okay. So for example, there's a lot of things that I'm like, you know, one of these days I'm going to put pictures in a book. (laughs) I don't know why I always think this. I always have all these pictures. I'm like, I'm going to make a photo album. I mean, maybe when I'm 80, I'll have time to make a photo album. I don't know what, why I think this. I either have to get rid of this idea and this concept that I'm going to make photo albums because whenever I look at the stack of pictures, I kind of cringe. I go, oh my gosh, I'm, I fail. I I'm not keeping that promise or guess what? What's even better? Hire someone to do it for me. Hmm. Or, you know, find a neighbor person who needs some extra cash, a babysitter and say, Hey, you, instead of babysitting my kids tonight, do you want to come over and do pictures? (laughs) put them in photo albums for me and make them cute. I'm serious. Like this is the kind of thing that I have to reframe because I'm never going to get pictures in a photo album. I think I'm going to, I want to, but it's not going to happen. So to get something like that, as superficial as it is off my plate is big. And maybe that's something in your house. Maybe you have a office area, a closet area. Maybe it's something to do with your health. You know, maybe you're like, I have wanted to get off diet soda every year for five years. Maybe it's uh, smoking. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's an unhealthy relationship you're in. Maybe it's a debt you want to pay off. Something that is holding you back, that's holding over your head, finish it. This is so helpful at work because it really helps you prioritize what you should be doing. If it's something that is a big project, you know, you want to finish, you're going to feel great when you finish, move it to the top of your list in January through March, get it up there, stop doing little tiny projects and get it done. It will feel amazing. So I really think it's important as we move forward in the next new year to first list all of the things we want to finish, be a finisher. There's a lot of people that start. There are very few people that finish. I want to be a finisher. 
I hope you want to be a finisher. I want to keep promises to myself so that when I start something, I know I'm going to finish it. I want to encourage you to finish. I want to encourage all of us to finish. And maybe finishing means letting things go and getting rid of things. I hope I've given you perhaps a little different frame of mind to think about your news, your resolutions. I hope that you give yourself grace as we go into 2020. If there's three things I want to be in 2020, it's I want to be more kind. I want to be more forgiving. I want to be more understanding. I don't want to be skinnier or faster or lift more weight. (laughs) I don't really need to publish any more papers or make any more money or do all these things. I want to be a kinder human being and I want to be more understanding. Uh, Those are the things that I want to work on. So I hope that if you're listening, you have a little encouragement. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me do this podcast. If you like the podcast, I would love for you to leave me a review Um, on iTunes. It helps. It helps the show get bumped up to the top and for iTunes to keep it around. And as always, live brave. Happy holidays. This has been an HSG production.